0: Local news, national news, even feel-good news. Delivering the topics that are relevant to you.
1: That's why I listen to Joe. He covers it all.
0: The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO.
1: Oh, man, I made a mistake. I have made a mistake. I really messed something up today, and I am very unhappy about it. It's confession time. Can I confess something to you guys? Laurel, Paul, Greg... Will you be my confessional listeners? Can I confess something to you? Forgive to, me, Father, for I have sinned. To, it has been six months since
2: my last confession. To
1: everybody in our Never chat sin. group, Marie and Josh and Cindy and Mark and Karen and Chris and Paul and everybody, I've got to confess. I I ate way too much food uh, about 30 minutes ago, and I really need to just go lay down and take a nap. At this point, is that why you're drinking coffee like crazy? I I'm I'm so bloated right now. My my <laughs> wife made meatloaf, and I I haven't had meatloaf since my mother's meatloaf. And I got to tell you, hang on, a minute, I got to think. There's no way my mother is listening. Uh, my wife's meatloaf is far far better than my mother's meatloaf, and I I, I knew. She served me too big of a portion to bring to work today. And I knew I shouldn't eat it all. And yet it was so good. And I kept rationalizing it by saying, Well, I don't want to throw away food. I, you know, I don't want to, there's not enough to save. And I don't want to throw away food. So I ate it all. And it was, uh, it was uh, a big slice of meatloaf, by the way, with, with a tomato sauce, not with gravy, because, ooh. Um, and uh-oh, then oh Joe Uh-oh. your, your mom's online too. Is that a, no, I'm just kidding. so uh so it was a tomato sauce not gravy and then it it was like a half of a baked potato and then corn and it was it was so delicious uh but now I I I always I know better than to eat a big meal before I go on the air because I'm just I'm stuffed I you know, I I feel like a roly poly I need to be rolled around Right now, who's the who's the girl that turns purple on the Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory? That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm that bloated. What is her name? Come on, Laurel, you know her name. Violet Something or Violet another. Rutherford. Is that right? Violet Rutherford. Yeah. So that's how I feel. I feel like Violet Rutherford right now if that's in fact her name because I am just so bloated and I've eaten way too much food. <laughs> So there you go. That's my confession. Uh, and and I, don't think, I don't think I'll eat for another two or three weeks at this point. I've just gone way too much. So if I sound sluggish or intoxicated, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got a meatloaf hangover at the moment. I'm having a food baby. Uh, that's going to be due any minute now. All right. Uh, I do want to unpack a little bit of last night's debate. Uh, I do have some of the highlights. Uh, oh, it's Violet Beauregard. Is that what you said? Did you say Violet Beauregard, Paul Cross?
2: No, that that is correct. It's Violet Beauregard. Uh, that's right. Violet Rutherford was the character on Leave It to Beaver. Oh, yeah. I'm not so, that yeah. old. I, I've never
1: yeah. seen. I've never seen Leave It to Beaver. Violet Beauregard. Beauregard. Correct. Okay. All right. Very good. So I uh, I did watch last night's debate, and. I'd have to say that the debates are getting better only because there's fewer people that are that are partaking in the debate, and so it is a little bit easier to watch than the you know the first debate when everybody's just standing there shouting at one another. But uh, there were still a lot of people shouting at one another, and I, I, you know, last night I kind of made a prediction about what it was going to be like, and and I, I think I was kind of spot on with my predictions about uh, the the debate last night. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, I, I maintain, still s- smacks of a fast talking, slick talking used car salesman. And, you know, he's, he, he's certainly quick on his toes. He's got all the slogans. Uh, he is the anti candidate. He, he is, you know, the, uh, the, the mini Trump, if you will. Uh, Nikki Haley is, is more of your, uh, traditional type politician, she is, uh, you know, pretty stoic in her presentation. Chris Christie is the upside down world. Donald Trump, uh, he does everything opposite of Donald Trump. Um, and then there's Ron DeSantis, who I'm pretty sure is an animatronic uh, that was made at Disney or something somewhere, because he just he always comes off as as so stiff. He's so bad. He's so bad at that. And honestly, I, I I tuned in for a little bit, and then I tuned out, and then I tuned back in. And I tuned in right when Ron DeSantis was being challenged as to whether or not Donald Trump is too old. And, you know, I'm sorry, but answer answer the question. If If you're going to bring it up, if you're going to make an issue out of it, answer of the question. You
3: seem to be saying Donald Trump is no longer mentally fit to be president. Is that what you
4: think?
2: The idea that we're going to put someone up there that's almost 80 and there's going to be no effects from that.
5: We all know that that's not true. You're not answering. You just don't so like you is have he fit? your you have no, your, thing. Is he you have your he? Thing. They're afraid to offend. And let me tell you something. On, yes. If you're afraid to offend Donald Trump, Then what are you going to do when you sit across from President Xi, you sit across from the Ayatollah,
1: you sit across from Putin? Yeah, that was uh, Chris Christie. And, you know, Chris Christie is so comfortable in that environment. Honestly, out of the the four of them, uh, while Chris Christie hasn't a shot in the world at the nomination, he is the most relaxed, the most comfortable in that scenario.
5: I look at my watch now. We're 17 minutes into this debate. And except for your little speech in the beginning, we've had these three acting as if the race is between the four of us. The fifth guy, who doesn't have the guts to show up and stand here, he's the one who, as you just put it, is way ahead in the polls. And yet, I've got these three guys who are all seemingly to compete um, with, you know, Voldemort. He shall not be named. They don't want to talk about it.
3: You seem to be saying Donald Trump is no longer mentally fit to be president. Is
4: that what you think?
2: Look, he he is showing father time is undefeated. The idea that we're going to put someone up there that's almost 80 and there's going to be no effects from that. We all know that that's not true. Uh, And so we have an opportunity to do a next generation of leaders and really be able to move this country forward. We also need a president that can serve two terms. Uh, I don't think Donald Trump, I think he's going to have a, I don't think he'd be, be able to get elected. The Democrats want him to be the nominee. We see that.
5: They're going to turn the screws the minute if he got the nomination. But do you think he's you're going to see it. i not he just answer the to question. The question was very direct. Is he fit to be president or isn't he? The rest of the speech is interesting, but completely non-responsive. do so, like, like, you, you have your thing. No, I don't have my thing. We don't, He's the thing. Is we he, we he fit? We do not want to do. You're that's talking about him 80. being 80 years it doesn't old. Doesn't mean that somebody is couldn't fit? get elected. That's what the people I'm just
1: sick. Mommy and daddy are fighting again. Mommy and daddy are fighting. Ah! Sir, I'm, uh, I'm with Chris Christie on this one. If you're going to bring it up, if you're going to make an issue out of it, then answer the damn question. Is he or is he not fit to be president? So say it. Stop pussyfooting around this and just say it. I don't know why you, you can't just commit to something, particularly when you're the one who brings it up. You're the one who makes a, makes a big deal out of it. Now, speaking about Chris Christie, there is a moment at which and... Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, I'm a I'm a student of human nature. I I love to watch human nature, and there is a phenomenon, uh, a night in shining armor phenomenon. There, the the white savior phenomenon. And last night, Chris Christie. Uh, now, th- this this in feminist circles, and again, I study human nature. I know I know people. I know how people react. I, I I've been on the radio for the better part of four decades. I know how people react to things, whether the reactions are right or wrong or whatever, and and I I get how people react to things. That's that's my job is to know how people react to to things that are said in broadcasts. And in feminist circles, what Chris Christie did last night is highly offensive. In masculine circles. What Chris Christie did last night was, was very um, valiant. Was, he was very courteous. He, he came to Nikki Haley's defense. But Nikki Haley should come to her own defense. She does not need Chris Christie to come to her defense.
4: Hey, Nick, if you can't tell the difference between where Israel is and the U.S. is on a map, I can have my
5: three-year-old son show you the difference. He has insulted nikki haley's basic intelligence not her positions her basic intelligence she doesn't know regions. she wouldn't be able to find something on a map that his three-year-old could find look if you want to disagree on issues that's fine and nikki and i disagree on some issues What we don't disagree on is this is a smart, accomplished woman. You should stop insulting her. All
1: right, what do you guys think? 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. What do you think about last night's debate? Do you think that there should be another one? I will tell you that there already are two more that are scheduled. And miraculously, and I'm with Vivek Ramaswamy on this one. Uh, I think that the 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 GOP is just making stupid decisions when it comes to who gets to host the the Republican debates the Republican National Committee chair uh, is making just terrible decisions because the next two debates are going to be held by CNN why in the world would you go to enemy territory to have them moderate your next debate when their only goal is to make all of the Republicans look bad over at CNN. 844-580-WDBO. or Hit me up in the open mic on the WDBO app.
0: This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580. Orlando's news and talk. Just clocked out? Let's rewind. Here's what you missed while you were at work.
1: All right. House Republicans censured Democrat Congressman Jamal Bowman after he pulled the fire alarm in the House office building back in September. The House Rules Committee announces it will consider a resolution next week, Tuesday, to formalize Republicans impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Jaden Daniels. Quarterback for LSU is the Associated Press College Football Player of the Year. How do we feel about that, Sports Guy Greg Rhodes? Are we are we glad it's Jaden Daniels?
6: I'm okay with Jaden Daniels. He had a great year. Uh, I don't like where LSU finished for them to pick him as the player of the year, but mm. I do like I do like the pick just as a, on a stats look overall.
1: Very good. And uh, lastly, New York Times reports, and we're going to be talking about this in a few minutes, a Texas judge has granted a woman's abortion request despite the state's ban on abortions. And one of the first cases of its kind since Roe v. Wade ended, the judge agreed that the procedure was necessary to protect the woman from a potentially dangerous birth. What is interesting about that is the state's going to appeal it. So this woman is going to get... Bounce back and forth on appeal as to whether or not she can get an abortion, uh, and the the fetus has a, a series of medical uh, um, issues, complications. Uh, the mother similarly is uh, is having some complications, and she believes that it's going to jeopardize not only her life but it will jeopardize her ability to have babies moving forward. They already have two kids. This would have been their third. Uh, the baby's not expected to either survive uh, uh, being born or survive long after being born. Like I said, we'll get into that coming up in just a few minutes. We're talking about the debate from last night at 844-580-WDBO. You can hit me up in the open mic and the WDBO app. Dean is up first here in Orlando at 844-580-WDBO. Hello, Dean. Hello there.
7: I'd just like to weigh in uh, for all your listeners and say that uh, I think that Donald Trump was very smart in not partaking in that show that they called a debate last night. I agree with you. That was ridiculous. 100%. And I think he is the best choice. He is the most sensible choice. And I hope people really consider consider that after after the behavior of those folks last night
1: you know i will tell you that before the first debate i was critical of donald trump for thinking that he could you know he he could uh Either, you know, fly under the radar or, or rise above it all or whatever, how, whatever analogy we want to use, comparison we want to use. Uh, I was critical of Donald Trump, but, uh, after the first debate, uh, I, I, and when I saw how that went, I had your opinion. And that is, oh yeah, no, that was a, an absolute train wreck. And Donald Trump was very, very wise to stay out of that. But at some point, would you not like to see Donald Trump say maybe have a one-on-one debate with? say, Ron DeSantis or with Nikki Haley?
7: Oh, absolutely. I would like to see that. But, you know, the, the reality sets in of how that would actually take place. And I think that Donald Trump is doing a good job of getting his word out in other ways,
1: especially at his rallies. Yeah, he certainly is. Look, he's getting the word out at his court t- hearings. You know, I mean, just just by virtue of his his civil fraud trial in New York City, uh, he is getting, you know, media airtime that the other candidates aren't getting. Uh, you know, the old adage, there's no such thing as bad press. And, uh, you know, when he stands there today, as he did, and he gave a live news conference, uh, today before he went into his civil fraud trial, and he, you know, blasted the, the trial that he was facing. He blasted the charges that he was facing and, uh, you know, for Trump supporters, for the Trump faithful, that carries a lot of weight. It it does. Thank you, Dean. I'm glad you listened. I certainly appreciate your phone call, 844-580-WDBO. We are also talking about President Biden. And, and this one, I got to tell you, I, I'm i scratching my head again on this. There's two nights in a row I'm scratching my head on things. And that is President Biden at, announced today more student loan repayments. Now, the Supreme Court back in June says that the president doesn't have the right to do that. He doesn't have the 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 law on his side. Even Hillary Clinton said that a president can't do that. Before Joe Biden started doing it, Hillary Clinton said, well, a president can't do that. The Congress has to do that. Well, somehow, some way, in defiance of the Supreme Court, in defiance of the logic of Hillary Clinton... Joe Biden continues to spend billions of your dollars paying off other people's student loan debt. You may not have even gone to college. Maybe you're a college dropout. Maybe you went to a technical school. Uh, maybe you went to the school of hard knocks. Maybe you had to buy a whole lot of equipment for your job. Doesn't matter. You're paying for other people's college educations hey
7: joe uh american citizens should not be required to pay back the debt of any of their fellow citizens who screwed up and took out loans that they could not repay i mean that's a personal individual decision i repaid back all my loans that i took out all the way up through a master's degree there's people that specifically didn't go to school because they knew they could make more money not
1: going to school and they're getting screwed yeah, absolutely so.
8: Hi, this is Mary. I'm just driving home from work in Orlando. Mary! And I just don't think that other people should have to pay for our student loans. I have them too. Why should a plumber pay for a doctor's student loans? It's totally unfair. Biden is doing this completely irrationally and he's just trying to buy votes. I'm so over it.
1: Yeah, this is this is pure and simple, a vote buying scheme. And it's with uh, OPM, other people's money. Uh, he's using your money to buy Democratic votes Uh, by paying off people's college loan debt and you're getting nothing in return for it. Heck
7: no. I don't need to pay for somebody else's college education. Nobody paid for mine besides... These college kids are out in the street protesting. They're not learning a daggum
1: thing. Well, that's certainly a thought there as well. All right, hit me up. 844-580-WDBO. Use the open mic in the WDBO app. Now we've got both conservatives and liberals upset at the Speaker of the House over the release of the January 6th tapes. They're upset for the same reason, but for different outcomes. Hang on. I will unpack that one for you coming up next.
0: This is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Talk and discussion on the latest breaking national news.
8: Food oil prices continue to fall.
0: Local news. You're not going to have Disney have its own government in Central Florida. And stories that matter to you. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let your voice be heard on the Joe Kelly Show.
2: If it's about paying off college debt because hard times, how about paying off house mortgages then for families that, come over hard times because of jobs closing down your economy also unfortunately happy second anniversary remembrance of the day our country was attacked Pearl Harbor December 2nd 1942 said that social media really isn't going out there to mention it today
1: you know I hate to be that guy I I do not like correcting people on the open mic Uh, But this is not the second anniversary of the attack of Pearl Harbor. Uh, It didn't happen on December 2nd, and it wasn't in 1942. So what was it that Luke Skywalker says? (laughs) None of the words you, nothing you said in that sentence is true. Right. Not a single thing that you just said or what you just said. So now I feel bad. I'm I'm sorry, dude. I'm I'm totally sorry. I know you met, I know you meant well, and we're not bagging on you. Uh, but it was 1941. It was December 7th, and this is the 82nd anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. And <laughs> <What's> the- <laughs> and we've been, and we've been reporting on it all day. So not like we haven't been talking about it. We have been talking about it uh, throughout the day today, for sure. Now, I, I, I love to be surprised by the news. I love when the news surprises me. And I want to quiz. I'm going to give a quiz here to Paul, Laurel, and Greg. Uh, and then I'm going to turn over to, to our listeners. So Mike Johnson is the Speaker of the House, right? He's the new Speaker of the House. And he has promised to turn over the 44,000 hours of video that were shot inside the Capitol on January 6th We did the math on this some some weeks ago and uh, found that 44,000 hours is more than five years if you watched them continuously. If one person watched all 44,000 hours of video, it would take about 5.3 years to watch all of that. Now, uh, the Speaker of the House, Speaker Johnson, says that uh, they've only released 90 hours so far of the 44,000 hours They've only released 90 hours. And part of it is because they're going to blur the faces of everybody involved. OK, uh, and Mike Johnson says they're blurring it so that uh, those who are involved don't get prosecuted, which startles me because wouldn't the Department of Justice already have copies of these videos anyway? So I don't quite get that. But here's the rub. Uh, both conservatives and liberals are mad at Mike Johnson for blurring the faces, but for different reasons. And that, this is what really—I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't—that uh, surprises me." So, Paul, Laurel, and Greg, why would conservatives be upset that they're blurring the faces? Anybody have a guess? I'm
2: taking the fifth on political stuff because I just pff,
3: don't because. Know. The people are proud Trump supporters and are proud of what
4: they did? I don't know. That's my best guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Greg, anything? Any thoughts? My guess is going
6: to be a conspiracy theory that they were the dropped off people that are like just the, like how they talk about how like there are people that within BLM that aren't actually, they're just there to be
1: rioters. That is oh. that is the closest to being accurate. Okay. Conservatives are upset because they think that Mike Johnson is blurring the faces to protect federal agents, the FBI, undercover feds we that were actually the instigators of the riots and damage and stuff on January sixth. Whereas the Democrats are upset because they think that the Republicans are protecting people that they think should be charged criminally. How interesting that they're both upset. As I said yesterday, uh, I I don't believe that they should blur this for for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, because it's 44,000 hours of video and it'll be years before he makes good on releasing all that video if they have to blur the faces from 44,000 hours of video. But two... Because I believe in transparency and I and and there is no expectation of privacy when it comes to the U.S. Capitol. Uh, you you do not. You, uh, we I studied this in college. And uh, when it comes to expectations of privacy, uh, when you're in a public public venue like that, there is no expectation of privacy. This is not inside someone's home. And there is absolutely no reason why any of their faces should be blurred uh, in the release of these videos what do you guys think 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic in the WDBO app we're also talking about last night's debate and we're talking about uh Donald Trump we're talking about the student loan payback uh let's go to Homer who's joining us in Winter Park hey Homer how are you
9: buddy Mr. Keller how you doing happy holidays to all y'all there thanks you right back at you what I want to comment about is, y'all was talking about uh, Donald, I mean, uh, Joe Biden being wrong about his student loan repayment, right? Right. I don't think he's wrong. Y'all can send billions of dollars across there to Ukraine and all those billions of dollars. We're not going to get that money back, okay? Why not help these people in your country? So you need to help these people before you start worrying about somebody else cost that water.
1: I, I think a lot of conservatives would agree with you. I think a lot of I think a lot of liberals would agree with you, Homer, that that at least we're spending that money here on our own people rather than sending it overseas. Um but uh one could also argue that we should be spending it on neither. And and you know, I think about say, for example, Homer the the farmer. That has to go out and spend, you know, a million dollars on new tractor equipment and, and new irrigation equipment, you know, for his business. He didn't go to college. He, he, you know, it's his family business, but he doesn't get any kind of financial repayment on that. Uh, but you got people going to college for, For academic programs that in no uncertain terms are never going to pay back their their loans because the things that they major in, they're not going to be able to find jobs that are going to earn them enough money to pay back the loans. I mean, it's part of it is our fault as a society. Part of it is our fault as parents and grandparents for insisting that kids and and, you know everybody, you'll never be anything in life if you don't go to college. And and you know now I think a lot of people are really rethinking that idea. So I think there is a societal problem there. Um, But uh, and I think a lot of people see right through this and that it is just a a vote buying scheme on behalf of uh, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. I mean, can you not see how? How, you know, paying off individual people's loans, tens of thousands of people, those aren't people that are going to want to vote for Joe Biden
9: because he cleared their debt? Well, you really can't look at it like that. You just hope and pray that that they do vote for whoever they're going to vote for, you know, because like I said, you said billions of dollars cost to the Ukraine. Okay, now, number one, why can't America go ahead on clean these prisons out? find Putin, kill this man and get it over with. I told people this war is gonna last twenty seven years in Ukraine because we're not doing what we're supposed to do.
1: Right. And, and no doubt we're having at least two different conversations here because, uh, yeah, we, we need an exit strategy on Ukraine. You know, one can be a hawk, but still want an exit strategy, uh, which is kind of where I find myself. I'm an, I'm a hawk on this and I, and I don't want to see, uh, Vladimir Putin have this kind of power to be able to overtake Ukraine or any of his other neighboring countries. But there has to be an exit strategy. This cannot be in perpetuity. We have to know that at some point we've got to get out of this. Uh, Otherwise, it's a quagmire that like Afghanistan, where we spent 20, 25 years in Afghanistan, only to leave it exactly as we found it. And that is with the Taliban in control in Afghanistan. Homer, I'm so glad you called. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you listening. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic and the WDBO app. We'll get more of your calls and comments coming up. Stay with us right here on The Joe Kelly Show.
0: The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. In-depth segments on topics that matter to Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. I love your show every night. You're doing great,
1: bud. All right, let's go to Da Phone where we'll find John in Da Land. Hello, John. You're on Da Radio. How are you? Hey, Joe. Happy Pearl Harbor Day to (laughs) you. I appreciate that.
7: (laughs) <laughs> hey, listen! I appreciated you mentioning Pearl Harbor, and Joe, you and I have not met, but we kind of know of each other. Uh, I, I mentioned Pearl Harbor because uh, you know it's so great to think of the World War II history, and and uh, I had the chance today. Uh, you and I kind of know each other. I did a uh, did World War II aviation paintings. Oh, and I had to actually drop one off. for oh, you're oh,
1: oh oh you guys. This guy is such a. Uh, your last name is Shaw, if I'm not mistaken. That you got a good memory, yeah, John Shaw. So you guys have got to look up John Shaw's art. Uh, this this guy does World War II uh, and and uh, mostly uh, aviation, right? Airplanes, uh, and he sent me a, a beautiful signed port. Uh, I don't was it is it called a lithograph? I'm not sure what it's called. You're the artist, but.
7: Yeah. It, yeah, it was a lithograph. It was of the Flying Tigers. And the, and the cool thing is, I did the thing, I love doing artwork of that, but the most important thing to me has been, you know, remembering our history yeah. and keeping the history alive and the Flying Tigers. And, you know, today's Pearl Harbor Day, and a lot of people don't realize this. You know, the Japanese back then had also attacked Wake Island out in the middle of the Pacific yep. and the Philippines. And I'll tell you, I, I did a little speech today at uh, the Rotary Club in, in here in DeLand. Oh, and good for you. So many Great patriotic people, and it's so important to remember our history. And one thing I love about since moving to Florida is how many patriotic people there are here. And uh, but um, Joe, one thing I wanted to mention, and I wanted to invite you too, I'd I'd love to come meet you one of these days. But over in Daytona Beach at the Museum of Arts and Sciences, uh, they've got a wonderful World War II uh, exhibit that's running, you know, now you know, kind of to the middle of January. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of my artwork in there, but they've also got a lot of great stories and artifacts uh, that are that are on loan, and, and the stories of the people who, you know, fought for our freedom. And, yeah, like you said, I love doing the airplane paintings. We've got a full gallery of all the, you know, high testosterone aviation art. And, and it's, you know, this, it's-
1: this guy is legit. His artwork, I mean, it, it's it's photorealistic. I mean, he's very, very, very good at this. And, John, you probably watch band of brothers and i'm sure you're aware of this but there's a new series coming out uh that's a band of brothers spinoff but it has to do with the pilots uh instead of the you know the ground soldiers it is all of the the, the fighter pilots and the the bomber pilots and the bomber crews uh during world war ii
7: yeah i can't wait it's called masters of the air yeah. and uh Um, Yeah, the Band of Brothers. uh, I I was really privileged to get to know quite a few of the original guys, Dick Winters and some of those fellows. They were just amazing, wonderful people. And we got to not ever forget them, Joe.
1: (laughs) I agree. Totally agree. John, I'm so glad you called. You're, You're a brilliant, brilliant artist. And you are preserving some American, um, uh, excuse me, amazing American history. And we all owe you a debt of gratitude for that. And I owe you a personal debt of gratitude for the lithograph uh, that you dropped off here at the radio station. Man, uh, it's beautiful. It's hanging in my office as we speak. So, John, thank you so much. Have a great day. And I look forward to speaking with you once again. And y'all just look up John Shaw. Uh, art, uh, John Shaw portraits. It's not, again, I say portraits, not portraits. Uh, it's John Shaw art, uh, online, and you're gonna be blown away when you see the, uh, the talent that that guy has. We'll continue.
0: The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center. Auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns.
2: Still looking at plenty of delays into downtown I-4 westbound starting just around par onto the 408 eastbound and then from Sand Lake to 535 and from Osceola Parkway down into Champions Gate. In that stretch, we also have a crash. It's on the left shoulder near 429. I'm looking at a Road Ranger and a couple other vehicles. They've got the sign out having you move to the right. But that left lane is still open, but again, causing some delays. This report sponsored by GiveMeTheVin.com. If you want to sell your ride, all you have to do is go to GiveMeTheVin.com, put in your license plate number, put in the miles, attach a couple of pictures, and GiveMeTheVin.com will get it bought. GiveMeTheVin.com. From the WDBO Triple Team Traffic Center, I'm Paul Cross.
0: This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. News, weather, traffic, all the things you want on your drive home. Plus, Joe Kelly being, well, Joe Kelly. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO.
1: Well, a uh, a rock royalty, as they're defining it, a, a rock band has just announced a, a nationwide stadium tour that begins this summer in July. And the second stop on the tour... Is Camping World Stadium for? Step inside, walk
5: this way, you and me, babe. Hey, hey!
1: Yes, Def Leppard is coming to Camping World Stadium July 10th. Yeah, like a bomb, get it living like a lover. July 10th. At least the weather is going to be nice and cool. He says sarcastically. Can you imagine sitting in Camping World Stadium on July 10th? You know how hot it's going to be. Is that wrong? That's the first thing I think of. Is oh, it's too hot for a concert outdoors. Until they oh, air yeah, con-
2: too too hot, and it rains every afternoon.
1: It, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. It's going it- to
2: turn into Woodstock South here on yeah. July 10th or 11th or whatever you said.
1: Cheap Trick, huh. by the way, is opening uh, for oh. for uh, for Def Leppard. Uh, as part of the tour, the Steve Miller Band is also opening, and Heart and Journey. Uh, but for the Orlando concert, it's going to be cheap trick that is going to be opening for, for them. So there you go. Mark your calendars, July 10th, if you want to check that out. You're listening to the Joe Kelly show. I am the uh, aforementioned Joe Kelly and you can join us at 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic and the WDBO app. If you're just joining us, we're talking about, let's see, a variety of things. Uh, we've got, we've got a lot going on here. We've got last night's, uh, GOP debate, which was, The lowest rated, I've seen the ratings on it now, Uh, it was on the CW and News Nation, and those two combined, it had 4.1 million viewers. It was the lowest viewed, lowest rated of all of the GOP presidential debates so far. Uh, We're also talking about President Biden again today, wiping more debt uh, out of the ledger for more American students, uh, Americans that have uh, student loan debt. Uh, That means even if you didn't go to college, even if you did go to college and paid off your own loans, you are now paying off someone else's loans. How do you how do you like that, huh? 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic in the WDBO app. Joan is in Claremont. Hello, Joan. How are you? Hi, good. Thanks. How are you, Joe? Excellent. What's going on?
3: Well, regarding the student loans, I happen to be one of the people that had mine paid off. But let me explain.
1: Yeah, hang on, hang on. I want, I want to. So you, you had your student loan debt wiped clear by, by the Biden administration. That's where there's
3: a little more to that. Okay. So here's the thing: the people that have theirs forgiven, like myself and a friend of mine, are on the. It's called the Income Contingent Repayment Program. Got it. And they had, they had a program through the government that if you consistently paid your student loans for twenty to twenty five years that your loans would be forgiven.
1: God, one would like to think years. if you paid your, your student loans diligently for 20 to 25 years, that your loans would all be paid off at that point. Amen, that's a, sir. That's a hell of a long time to be paying off your student loan debt. Well, here's the thing. It's all interest. Yeah. All of my payments go to interest. So
3: I paid off my loan a long time ago, and this program was supposed to have been in place, and I called them a few times. And said, "Hey, it's been 25 years. It's actually been more than that. You know, and my loans have not been forgiven. I thought that was part of the program. So I have to say that I'm grateful. I mean, I didn't vote for Joe Biden, and I won't again. Well, and I think I'm you grateful.
1: and and look, I understand that, and I and I'm sure everybody who hears this story feels the same way. It's like, oh, good for you. I bet you, I bet you do feel grateful about that. And but you should. It's, you it's, should be grateful, frankly.
3: It was ninety six thousand dollars, so I'm very grateful." <laughs> Wow. The original loan was, was
1: $33,000. Oh, my gosh. Compounded interest.
3: Yep. And so that was the point of the program. I don't know uh, what administration put it in place, but once it was in place, so people like myself that paid 33000 and then some, because all I'm paying is toward the interest, interest, interest. So there's no way I would have ever been able to pay that off unless I won the
1: lottery. I want you to, want you to hear this open mic here, and I want to get your take on it, because uh, I think this open mic makes an interesting point. Take a listen here, uh, Joe. So Joe,
7: just thinking about these student loans, beyond the fact that these sat there, took the loan out, but if Joe Biden repays the loans with taxpayer money, who's getting the money? The rich. Just my two
1: cents. You know, and that's a, that's another angle on it. That there, there's so many different layers of this onion to peel back. You know, uh, beyond it, uh, simplistically being a vote buying scheme by the Biden administration. But but I think he makes a pretty good point, and that is, you know, it's not like the students are getting the money. You're not getting the money. The money is getting paid to to whom? A bank a loan institution somewhere. I mean, so so people who already have a lot of money are getting now more money, uh, which which I, I'm not saying they're not entitled to it if they made the loan, but if they made the loan to people that can't pay the loans back, that's a risk they took on. Well, I guess my
3: issue is that I, I don't know if the program that I'm on, see, here's the thing, they should have forgiven my loan earlier and they just didn't. And I'm not sure necessarily, maybe I'm wrong, but because the program was in place i don't know necessarily that they actually repaid it so much as just let it go hmm. because i did i did pay it off essentially
1: sounds like and you so I, I mean if, sure. if you paid for 20 25 years it sounds like you certainly yeah. uh you know put in put in the the appropriate time and effort on that i'm curious did you get a letter or anything indicating that that it's been now wiped clean i did
3: and i didn't believe it when i opened up the letter i just couldn't i was shocked and i actually had it on my desk for a week cuz i thought it was something bad Yeah. and then when i opened it i was in shock i was oh, like yeah. this is this is crazy and i called my loan company I, I i just went on the internet i'm looking at everything and then i called a friend of mine likewise she'd been paying hers off for 25 years and she said i didn't want to say anything cuz i was afraid you didn't oh from my it.
1: goodness yeah. <laughs> so so I, I, on, yeah so i'm so i so i'm curious at any point in the letter uh, was Biden mentioned? I mean, did, did he take credit for it?
8: He sure did.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I have
3: the letter right here. I've, I've saved it for posterity.
1: Yeah. Can you just read the portion where Biden takes credit for it? I will indeed. Here it is. It says,
3: congratulations. The Biden administration has forgiven your federal student loans listed below with Nelnet in full. This debt relief was processed as a part of the Biden-Harris administration's one-time account adjustment because your student loans have been in repayment for at least 20 or 25 years. An adjustment to your account updated the number of payments that qualify toward income-driven repayment forgiveness. The forgiveness is effective as of 8-11-2022.
1: Wow. Yeah. and And again, Joan, I'm happy for you but I can feel the blood boiling of our listeners right now because Joe Biden is taking credit for something yep. that the American taxpayers are the ones that are paying.
3: I likewise, I when I heard about him paying off his student loans, I was against it. I was against it. And wow. I, you know, so I wouldn't have, this just happened to me in a way that, I guess I, you know, like I said, I had to be grateful, you know, for this. Yeah. But if it were my choice, I would have said no. I guess I'll just, you know, because the my loan wasn't supposed to be forgiven until twenty
1: thirty four. Oh, for That's heaven's 40. sake.
3: According
1: to the people. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, these loans are crazy. This is nuts. And and I'll tell you, I didn't take out I didn't take out any student loans. But but of course, I when I went to college, I mean, I paid as I went along, uh, uh, and mostly paid for it myself. Uh, and my parents paid a little bit, and and then once I started getting bad grades, they then they stopped paying, and then I decided to <laughs> I decided to start getting better grades, but. Um but you know college was so much more affordable when I went to school and these days it's just astronomically priced and I know that because I've got three teenagers uh, one of whom goes to the University of Tennessee and uh, and it's just it's crazy how expensive schools are these days uh but but again Joan I am happy for you and I'm clenching my teeth in anger. (laughs) I've never been so happy for someone and so disappointed at the same time. (laughs) I completely understand. (laughs) Joan, thank you so much. What a great story to share with us. I, I really, really appreciate it.
6: Now
0: looking
8: All right, into thank it,
6: you.
1: Thanks so much. Now looking into it a little bit, uh, so Joan mentioned that she was a part of
6: the IBR, the Income-based Repayment plan. That actually started back in 2007, so that was signed into uh, act by George W. Bush. Mm. Uh, so that allowed a 25-year repayment plan. Obama adjusted it to 20. And then now the, some of the adjustments that Biden has made recently. So,
1: Our head researcher, our top sports analyst, and our producer, Greg Rhodes, uh, on the assist there with the uh, the color commentary. And thank you for that. We appreciate that. Eight four four five eight zero 580 wdbo Let's go to Shirley in Sanford. Hey, Shirley, you're on The Joe Kelly Show.
8: Hey, Joe. How are you doing
1: tonight? I am. I'm doing good. I'm perplexed. I am... Uh outraged and I'm happy and, and I'm happy. So I've got all I've got kind, a roller coaster of emotions. Of emotions.
8: Of emotions. I was listening. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. All kinds of them listening to Joan. Wow, yeah. what a story that was. It really was. Jeez. Oh my, I'm glad I heard it. Up close in person. Right? But I'm gonna change the subject back to that debate last night. All right, pivot. We're and pivoting. Okay. Go ahead. Normally, I, I put it on my DVR so that I could fast forward through commercials. But last night, I accidentally caught the first commercial, and it was for TikTok. Oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah right? TikTok was the major sponsor yeah. of that whole debate. Isn't that interesting? Every single commercial. Every single commercial. So Trump wants to ban TikTok. Christy Noem already banned it in the whole state of South Dakota. Yeah, Other governors are wanting to do the same. How are they able to buy all that airtime on such a major event? And it made TikTok look so good. You know, it gets out the word for old people's birthday parties and how to raise money to help all these good causes. You TikTok know, TikTok is so good. Surely one of
1: one of the TikTok commercials that I saw, and maybe I don't—I honestly I don't recall if I saw it last night or or at a different time. But it was a—I believe it was a Army U.S. Army soldier talking about how he enjoyed doing TikTok and communicating with other soldiers. I had thought that our U.S. military had banned TikTok uh, amongst our troops and and i find it very 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 troubling uh, that that a that, that a us military soldier is featured in a tiktok commercial for a I a, did see it. a spy app that's owned by by communist china
8: right i yeah. agree with you and i did see that commercial and yeah. i thought the same thing but any more the way they're treating the military and every every other government institution now I don't trust any of them. I don't know that that was a real soldier or
1: just somebody in yeah, uniform. Honestly, you're right, yeah. It about so much to he- us. Heaven knows. It uh, could have been an actor portrayal. No doubt about that. Shirley, thank you so much.
8: Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm
7: taking crazy pills. Man, I
1: think we are all taking the same crazy pills these days. 844-580-WDBO or hit me up in the open mic and the WDBO app will continue with more of your comments, more of your calls coming up straight ahead here on The Joe Kelly Show.
0: The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Connected to our community. Talk local issues and events with Joe Kelly. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let Joe know what interests you. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO.
1: Honestly, I've been kind of dreading talking about this next topic here because it's just sad. It's just really sad. I, I, I'm i not a big fan of talking about sad stories. Uh but a Texas judge has granted a pregnant woman whose fetus has a fatal diagnosis permission to get an abortion in a, a challenge over that state's ban on abortions. This this woman is 31 years old. She's a mother of two. She's married. Uh she, she, this was a planned pregnancy, but the the baby has a fatal chromosomal illness called full trisomy 18. It's a chromosomal anomaly that is almost always fatal before or soon after birth. The fetus is developing with an umbilical hernia, a twisted spine, a club foot, an irregular skull, and an irregular heart. And The doctors have told this 31-year-old mother, her name is Kate Cox, that if the baby's heartbeat were to stop, inducing labor would carry a risk of a uterine rupture because of her prior cesarean sections and that another C-section at full term would endanger her ability to carry another child. So her life is at risk. Her ability to have children in the future is at risk. And this child is terribly deformed and is not expected to either be born alive or live long after being born. And so a judge has said, you're free to have an abortion. Now, meanwhile, and I I, just, this, this is where it's all, this whole thing is so sad. So this woman, Kate Cox, is on the front page of every story. Her picture is literally featured. She wrote an op ed in the Dallas Morning News. I mean, she is, this is fully public. She has no privacy on this issue at all. And you know, there are zealots on both sides of this issue that are going to ruin this woman's life for, for seeking an abortion. And I don't, look, I don't know what the right answer is. It's just, the whole story is terrible. She's 20 weeks pregnant. So that means she's halfway through, you know, a, a traditional pregnancy is 40 weeks. So she is, she is halfway through her pregnancy, well beyond the, you know, 15-day... <laughs> window in which you can get an abortion, a legal abortion, and that a judge has now granted her permission to get an abortion, you might think to yourself, okay, well, then it's settled. It's not because the state is going to appeal. The state of Texas is going to take her to court. In fact, they had a hearing yesterday, I'm sorry, uh, today, Thursday, today, they had a hearing today in which Texas started the, the appeal process to force her to have this baby. Amongst other things, she says, I don't want my baby to arrive in this world only to watch her suffer and die I don't want to continue the pain and suffering that has plagued this pregnancy, or continue to put my body or my mental health through the risks of continuing this pregnancy. I know, I know that pregnancy—excuse uh, me—abortion as a means of birth control is terrible, and I know that there are there are women who do that. That just instead of being responsible, they just go out and get abortions in in bulk rate this is not that this is a this is a mother a married mother of two kids that is pregnant and is now going to be forced by the state of Texas to give birth to what will likely be a stillborn baby or a baby that could live for a week at the most you can share your thoughts at 844-580-WDBO or use the Open Mic in the WDBO app.
0: This is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Insightful. You tell the truth from your point of view. Entertaining. Man, that guy is a lot taller than me sounds on the radio. And engaging. When we hear you on the radio, it's a good thing. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO.
1: So I saw this story under this headline, uh, and the headline reads, and I, and I, I'm a student of everything. I'm a student of life. I'm a student of journalism. I love, I love journalism. I love reporting. I love the news. I'm a news junkie, and I love how people write. I love writing, uh, and I, and I saw this headline, Laurel. Y'all, you're going to really appreciate this. The headline reads terrifying surge of deadly snake attacks plagues florida what terrifying surge of deadly snake attacks plagues florida and this comes to us from newsbreak.com and then i'm just going to read part of this and just listen to the writing of this all right this is so deliberately designed to scare everybody it reads a wave of terror has gripped the sunshine state as deadly snake attacks reach an unprecedented level leaving residents living in constant fear Are you are you living in constant fear I am now Terrified. Venomous predators, including the dreaded Eastern Diamondback Rattlesnake and the sinister Water Moccasin, have transformed tranquil neighborhoods into zones of peril, resulting in a rising death toll and widespread panic.
3: Did AI write this? What in the world? Like as a movie trailer,
6: people are
1: screaming in the streets. Have you not seen this? They're running for their lives from the the peril of sinister snakes.
2: First, it was Sharknado, way, now
1: sinister snakes. And by the way, nowhere in world of sinister, snakes. nowhere in this article. So it so it says it says. Uh, hang on, uh, 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 rising death toll. Nowhere in this article does it say anybody has died from a snake bite in Florida. I mean, snake bite deaths are so, so rare. Even though here in central Florida, we have four venomous snakes. So It
2: could have gone from zero to one. That's a rising death rate. That
1: would be a 100% rise in the death toll. Yes, you're absolutely right. And then let me read more of this. It says... In a shocking incident, an Amazon delivery driver finds herself in critical condition after a surprise encounter with an eastern diamondback rattlesnake during a routine delivery in a quiet Florida neighborhood. The alarming incident unfolded on Monday evening, which by the way, this article came out today. This incident with a with a Amazon driver getting bit by a snake, it it did happen. But it was like three months ago. This is this is not even current. I mean, this is this is such alarmism. It's so ridiculous, sending shockwaves through the community and raising concerns about the potential dangers faced by delivery drivers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Delivery drivers are definitely being targeted by snakes, no doubt. The Martin County Sheriff's Office reported that the female driver had placed a package beside the front door of a residence when the venomous serpent identified. Identified as an eastern diamondback snake, launched a sudden attack, striking without warning. The snake sank its fangs into the driver, who immediately fell ill.
6: I feel like our Facebook stream should be in black and white, and there should be cue cards with all the other extra words that you're saying in there, like a late night drive-in double feature.
1: Right? Yes, someone definitely had could, had a It could
6: have
2: been open. just a. Uh, A a black snake, and identified as a diamondback, you know, know. snake.
1: It was. It was. She was bit by a by a by a by a rattlesnake. I I do know that the once idyllic locales of Florida have become battlegrounds with venomous snakes seizing the opportunity to strike with increasing frequency. Authorities racing against time are struggling to contain the escalating crisis as communities teeter on the brink of a reptilian nightmare. Y'all, I am not making this up. This is, and Laura, I think you're onto something. I think this is AI. This has got to be AI written. Someone, someone prompted AI to write the scariest. Version of a snake bite story that you can write <laughs> right. using as many uh, action verbs and adjectives and adverbs that you possibly can. It is crazy. Is it? So I just have to know, is, maybe I'm wrong, but is anybody running for their lives from snakes? I have to know. And have I not said that my dis, biggest disappointment in Florida is that there aren't more snakes? I really thought when I moved here like 11 years ago... That there would be snakes every day, that I could see snakes every day. I do see lizards every day. Uh, and, you know, if you go to the right places, you can certainly see alligators every day. Well,
2: according to the, when you look at the national news and you look at all these websites, you figure when you come to Florida, you're just going to see alligators walking down the street everywhere.
1: Well, and sometimes you do. Yes, yeah, sometimes. I mean, I, I, again, if you know where to go, you can see alligators every day. Uh, and you don't have to pay admission to do it. I mean, there are natural places you can go to see alligators every day. But I've been just really disappointed at how few snakes I've seen. And I was so excited when I, when I found a, uh, a rat snake uh, at my home just a couple months ago. I was so excited about it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I happen to love snakes. And I have a theory about snakes. Can I, can I just get a real quick survey? Um, Laurel, do you like snakes or no?
6: Yeah, I like them.
1: Okay, Paul, yes or no? Yeah, don't mind them at all. Greg, yes or no?
6: Nope, do not like them.
1: Yeah, see, a lot of people absolutely hate snakes. I love snakes, hate spiders. I hate spiders. Man, do I... I almost drove off the road because a spider was on my (laughs) windshield. Did I tell you all that story? A spider was crawling on the inside of my car while my wife and I were driving a couple nights ago. And I saw this spider crawling across my windshield and I swatted it. And the next thing you know, I felt it land on my arm and there were headlights coming straight at me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm... Arr, arr. And next thing you know, I'm driving up on two wheels. And I'm driving two wheels down the highway trying to swat the spider. I hate spiders. But I have a theory about why people hate snakes. And I think it's biblical. I think it goes back to Genesis and Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden. And and the serpent is the devil. The serpent is evil, uh, is Satan. And I think I think people... Uh, whether consciously or subconsciously, equates snakes with evil. But I I love snakes. I think snakes are great. And most of the snakes that we have here are good uh, because they eat the little mice and rats and they eat all the other little critters that we don't want to have around. Though they do sometimes eat uh, alligators uh, and they do sometimes eat uh, bird eggs and stuff like that. And so they do eat some things that we do like, uh, but they also will eat the rats and the bad things too. So... There you go. But if anybody is running for their lives in terror from snakes, I would like to hear about it because I would like to come visit wherever it is you are because I want to see more snakes like that. Okay, do you remember how I've always said I don't believe in conspiracies because too many people would have to lie for too long for a conspiracy to actually work, right? So I found this story, and this actually goes back a couple years, but an Oxford University physicist and and cancer biologist who is also a journalist – published a mathematical equation that estimates how long a large-scale conspiracy can last before somebody behind the scenes intentionally or unintentionally pulls back the curtain. And he used the Apollo moon landing as an example. So there are people who believe that we, we the United States, faked the Apollo moon landing uh, to uh, show our scientific prowess over the Soviet Union. But he did the math on this. And he says that for the moon landing conspiracy to stay quiet, it would require an estimated 411,000 people to stay quiet. 411,000 people is the number of NASA employees in 1965. So he estimates that the hoax would have broken down in 3.6 years because 411,000 people would not be able to keep their mouths shut very long. And I that's the one I totally agree about is that people can't there are, I don't believe in most conspiracies because people generally can't keep their mouths shut.
0: The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now. Now the three big things you need to know. 3, three.
3: Flags across the U.S. are being flown at half staff today in observance of National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. On this day in 1941, over 2,400 Americans were killed and more than 1,100 others were injured after the Japanese military made a surprise attack on the U.S. naval base in Pearl Harbor. The day after the attack, the U.S. entered World War II and declared war on Japan. Who? Who? Former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy said he will resign from Congress at year's end. This comes after McCarthy was the first Speaker of the House to be ousted from power in the middle of their congressional term one one the man who shot three people to death at the university of nevada las vegas on wednesday was apparently a college professor law enforcement sources say the suspect was a 67 year old career college professor who had unsuccessfully applied for a job at the school
0: the joe kelly show on wdbo Breaking news to lively debates covering the issues that matter to you. I
8: make it a point to listen to Joe Kelly when I need to fully understand
4: what's happening in the news.
0: Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's news and talk, WDVO.
4: First of all, I think we just learned something from Chris Piston. We, oh, learned, three right, things. Let, we learned three things right there. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yourself yeah. off that stage. Enjoy a nice meal yeah. and get the hell out of this race. Yeah, when right. it comes to Nikki, I think if you're going to actually send your sons and daughters while, to go die in somebody voting, else's war. You while you better, excuse me, Chris, I'm speaking. And I'm not done yet. I have heard the when you are. And we're going to be done. So listen up to this: is if these people want to send your sons and daughters to go die in Ukraine, they've been arguing for it for a year. Two hundred billion dollars of our taxpayer money sent over. Neither of them could even name for you the provinces that they actually want to protect. And this is the people who have been touting their so-called foreign policy experience. It is intellectual fraud these people are lying to you, the same people who told you about weapons and mass destruction in Iraq to justify that invasion, didn't know the first thing about it, yet they sent thousands of our sons and daughters to go die. The same people who told you the same in Afghanistan, where the Taliban is still in charge 20 years later. Seven trillion of our national debt due to these toxic neocons. You could put lipstick on a Dick Cheney, it is still a fascist neocon. Thank and you got to see that today. Thank you, Mr. It's Dick Ramaswamy. Cheney all over again in okay. this party. Thank you, Mr. Ramaswamy. Yeah. Well, now 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 I know why I quit watching these debates, because the snippets that you've been playing on the radio today were completely and totally out of control. These people are loose cannons. They know there's no way they can beat Trump, and they can't stand it. The American people want our country back, and we're going to take it back, and we're going to do it with Trump. So these people
1: should probably just go ahead and stay home. Well, they're going to be back for at least two more debates as uh, CNN has slated the next two debates, one of which will take place before the Iowa caucuses. The other is going to be after the Iowa caucuses, uh, but before New Hampshire. So there are going to be at least two more debates, and it may just come down to Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, who qualify for the next two debates. (laughs) E-E-E-E <laughs>